1: You know what? It's been a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but like my mind is still kind of blown and my brain still kind of hurts because we had an open house a few weeks ago. We Broken our new space. You know what's so
0: crazy is that we actually physically moved into our space on the Saturday, October twenty seventh. day I'll never forget. I know. Got to the office. We were all ready to move yeah. from one loca- our temporary space into right. our new space, which right. is at which is at. Um, Nova Place, formerly, the Pittsburghers would say, Allegheny Center. Allegheny Center, that, And, uh, you know, we're all psyched about moving in. And then, boom, at, at 10 o'clock or whatever, there's the, the reports of the, the massacre that occurred at Tree of Life. So, I, you know, I remember I was of no help that day whatsoever.
1: You were definitely sidelined that day, but we all kind of understood. Guys. I mean, everyone was kind of sidelined, but uh, we were especially sidelined because of everything that was going on. But right. it was like this really weird way to kick off our new space. Right. It was you know? so
0: weird. Yeah. But, but in many ways, it was sort of like the start of a new chapter. Us moving to the north side has been definitely after a new chapter. It's not Twenty-three a new chapter, three years, a new book. It is a new book. You're right. New book. So the Pittsburgh Tech Council has been around for approaching thirty six years. Twenty three years were spent actually on what is that, South
1: Oakland. Two thousand Technology Drive.
0: Which is considered South Oakland kind Glen of, Glendale? Gl- Glenwood-ish,
1: Glen Glenwoodish, Woodish. Right. Glen Woodish, right. Glen Woodish. Kind of Hazelwoodish sometimes. Yeah. So it's sort
0: of like this weird intersection. Didn't have
1: an identity per se.
0: But but bold as that move really was. Yeah. 23, 24 years ago, very bold, yeah. left Oakland, right, left Henry Street in Oakland, tiny little space, and said, "No, we're planning a flag, exactly. and we're going to be the front runners in being on top of uh, the old J and L."
1: Well, the Pittsburgh Technology Center that was out of, that was the first redesigned Brownfield, redeveloped. Brownfield, right, it was the Pittsburgh, first one, so but was, it was,
0: but it was J and It, was, it J&L's was the other side site. of the J and L. Absolutely, before, where they took things across the hot metal. So amazing legacy, amazing vision, um, but as time went on, as things changed. You know, we changed, and Very our much. needs across the community, and being closer to to our quote unquote members, and being a part of the world, became pretty apparent to all of us. Exactly. We were sitting in many ways on an island, even though that we were doing great work and proliferating and growing. We just said, we need, we really need a change. We need a rebrand. But that rebrand took about two years. Took a while. It took a while to really find our space, and so here we are, October 27th. We unpack our bags. We get in and we do this total refresh and we can start to feel over the next few weeks the changes. Oh, totally. We start to feel some of the changes about what it's like to actually be in a neighborhood. Right. To be in a place where people are starting to come and go. I mean, the density isn't there yet, but they're definitely starting to come and go. Our offices overlook inches away from Federal Galley. And if you've not been to Federal Galley, you know, this is an ad for them. You should go because it's <laughs> packed. It and gets packed in there, too. It
1: absolutely does. I have,
0: we were there that Saturday.
1: It was wall-to-wall And it wall was people.
0: wall-to-wall people when we were just unpacking.
1: I could hardly order a piece it. So
0: fast forward, we're all making adjustments, trying to get situated in our new space, continue to do the work that we do day in and day out mm-hmm. with an amazing team that I'm lucky to, to work with. And um, we have an open house. And we decide we're going to have an open house. In the dead of winter, we're going to have an open house. Started, well, eh. It started to snow, too. It did start to snow. But mind you, we have not had bad weather we in not. January. Exactly.
1: It was pretty good. Much
0: at all. Right? December, January. And, and I love the way the team said, you know what? We want to do it sooner rather than later. We want to bring our friends in. We
1: did. And we did. 400 of them.
0: At least. Yeah. It had to be at least that. It could and... have
1: been more because there are a lot of folks that didn't have name tags. <laughs>
0: people coming in and we and it was so great because not only did we have a dj did we have like sushi we had those cheetos that were actually um on dry ice yeah
1: i kept thinking people were vaping but it wasn't it It wasn't i kept eating eating
0: those cheetos and the and (laughs) the the dry ice was coming out of of your your dragon (laughs) but beyond that it was people actually helping us celebrate what we hope to reinvent right
1: Exactly. And that
0: juice just really lasts for a really long time. That's what I
1: said. It's been two weeks, and like my brain is just really lasts for a long time. I know. I know.
0: And just people talking about being in this new space, in this new neighborhood, and being in space doesn't define who you are, but it definitely gives you a whole new view.
1: It gives you a whole new view. Right?
0: It gives you a whole new view about what's going on. We, We have an incredible podcast room, thanks to the vision of Jonathan. We were Adam. We, we joked about it. Remember? We got to have a podcast room. No, nah, you yeah. think we're going to have a podcast room? What That's are we going to have point. a podcast room for? Yeah. So, Jonathan and his creative ways, and go out to Lincoln, LinkedIn and look at the Tech Council. I got a lot of comments on it. And that. you got a lot yeah. of comments who did incredible design work. And it's of this, the.
1: City colors. <laughs> <laughs> that was not by choice, but. It, it wasn't? No, it was just like it had some free yellow tiles. You, so mix and you mix them with black, and all of a sudden you got Steelers, which is great. Well, it's great. I love city I'm, colors. Yeah. Exactly. I love it, man. It's it's all good. Black it was and great. gold. You can't go wrong with black so and gold.
0: So we're able to have some dive, you know, deeper kind of conversations that. Um, we can't necessarily have on radio we continue to do both
1: we can curse more on our podcast we can curse more which is i
0: was going to say that <laughs> and uh we have a chance we have a chance for other people to get a little bit more comfortable in storytelling exactly and i am thrilled to announce that huntington bank is our anchor sponsor our sponsor of the podcast right yes they are and they're very excited about the kinds of things that they want to talk about over the next year or and be so. We of
1: that storytelling with, and us they as we tell more stories are really
0: the help. Yeah. yeah, they are just. It's just. Um, it's proud. It's just really proud it is. when you think about the founder of the Pittsburgh Tech Council came that night.
1: I know Tim was there, and
0: Tim was there, and he was just smiling.
1: I tried grabbing him for an interview in the podcast room, oh. but the crowd was so immense I couldn't find him again. You have to go back, and then when I did go back to the podcast room, people were in there, and I had to like, kick them out. And it, it was it was a little out That's of control. So great. In a very good way, it was out of control.
0: So you need to go back and talk to Tim Parks. Tim Parks. We need to have
1: him stop by the show sometimes. So. Right. We, we'll, have we'll have
0: him by the show, and yeah. then we need to have, we need to do a little bit deeper of an interview with him, because the stories and the way he saw the world in 1982 little, is definitely different than the appreciation that we have for now.
1: Definitely. And if we do, a, if we use our podcast, we can really nerd out on it, too. We can we can go an yeah, hour so if we want It's to. just, um, yeah.
0: It's just really sort of proud. You know, you work. A lot of people don't get a chance to do the kinds of things that you and I do, Jonathan. It's where true. they're doing work and they they're not necessarily having that same kind of passion about right. that work. That it makes a lot and of sense. And while we may get cranky and get frustrated cuz I want to send you to, you know, the bowels of of uh India? of India. Yeah. You know. Or the white sands of India. Or too. the white yeah. sands you know of India. Yeah. And <laughs> which you know, I think it's important for everyone to go to. But despite <laughs> any of any of those international opportunities, we get to work on some pretty amazing things.
1: Are you kidding me? I and mean, people are like, why have you been there for 21 years, Kirsten? I'm like, because it's the best job in Pittsburgh. I know. You get to have a lot of fun and get paid every two weeks. God forbid. So, yeah, it works out great. I know well there's no way.
0: government shutdown there's for There's no us. government
1: shutdown for us, thank goodness. So. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, being in Nova Place is, is, is fantastic, having our new space. Right.
0: Farris has been great partners, Absolutely. and they're the ones who had the vision. Yeah. And uh, for Nova Place, if you've never been over there, go to come and visit us.
1: Visit us. Suite 172.
0: Suite 172. We're right outside of the inside of the mall. Sounds funny saying that. I know. Next to the gym. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> we're in the old Arby's <laughs> or something like that. I don't know where. But it was. we're pretty excited <laughs> yeah. about
0: that. We're excited about the show that you're going to. Hopefully, stay in tune on. Exactly. Because
1: we've got some good guests. We do. We have Nick Watson from Gleason Technologies. Of course, we have Axion Labs talking by, talking about their big global summit in Goa, India. And we're kicking it off with Dan Gribble from Savier. No stranger to tech vibe. We love Savier. Really cool company. Longtime member of the Pittsburgh Technology Council. We'll be right back after this quick break.
0: This is Audrey Russo.
1: And this is Jonathan Kirsting. So, Audrey, one of my favorite companies is back here on tech vibe Radio. Okay. Yeah. Our friends from Xavier. No strangers to Tech Vibe, but this guy is new to Tech Vibe because he's new to Savier, And I was really excited to have this guy stop by the show, give him the Tech Vibe treatment because there's always new things going on in the world out there. And Savier has always been on the front lines when it comes to solving really tough problems, when it comes to companies integrating the latest and greatest technologies to make their operations home, for them to connect to their customers, all that kind of fun stuff. And, you know, Xavier's working with us. On our website as well, too, which I'm very excited about because, you know, we need a robust presence. We need the latest features. Who do you go to? Savier. Simple as that. So, Dan Gribble, thanks great. for
3: hanging out with us today, man. How you doing? Hey, great. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Hey, Dan, I'm, thanks
0: uh, for being here.
3: Oh, uh, You're welcome. Uh, glad to be here, and thanks to uh, everything you guys do here at the PTC.
0: No, absolutely. Trying our We're best. We're here to find out a little bit more about Savier yeah. and what Savier is up to these days. Sure.
1: And you just started a few months ago, but before you came to
3: Saviur, what was Dan Gribble doing? Um, Sure, absolutely. Um, Been in the IT space for quite some time now. Doing a lot of really cool, interesting work uh, with uh, some different distributors, uh, Avnet Technology, also uh, Tech Data. Also did some work with a security services firm in Toronto. Focused on security probably for the past six years now. Really interesting uh, going after some of the hackers that are out there, trying to make sure that we uh, improve uh, our clients' posture and what they're doing around security and uh, different controls in the enterprise.
1: Absolutely. So what what attracted you to go over to Savier and be like, I'm hanging out with Keith Giuliani and crew over there at Savier?
3: Sure. Hey, great question. Great uh, question. Definitely wanted to uh, be back in my hometown of Pittsburgh. I've been traveling the country. Oh, wow. uh, For for quite some time. I was covering North America, a lot of different accounts, a lot of different uh, clients that I was calling on. But what definitely attracted me was the the fact that Savier's been in business now for 21 years. I know.
0: I know. He just passed that. That's crazy. milestone.
3: Two plus decades. Right.
0: He's Uh, a CMU
3: grad, right? um, Is he? Keith is a Pitt grad.
0: He's a pit yeah, grad. Yeah, making oh, pit proud. See? making pit proud. Okay. No messing
1: around. No messing around.
0: That's great. So you, you got into Savier, and so now you're getting on the ground in Pittsburgh. Correct. And what are you seeing? What's, a, what, what's your lay of the land, just for you being back in Pittsburgh and on the ground? Yeah.
3: Sure. Definitely one of the issues and challenges that a lot of customers are facing, at least what they're calling us about, is the challenges they are having around data and some of their applications. Now, those could be legacy applications, they can be brand new technologies, but we're really stepping in to help customers align some of the new technologies with some of their uh, business activities. Uh, some of these things that are, that are going on right now, obviously, we want to try to maximize the digital capabilities that uh, they currently have, but for for them to, to do that, uh, we're going to need to make sure that we align with the business strategies some of the IT assets, and how do we pull all that together so there's an end-to-end solution for that particular system? So client. what kinds of problems? So if people are listening and they're thinking,
0: hmm, maybe I need to call these guys, what kind of problems would they
3: be wrestling with right now? Uh, sure. Uh, one of the issues that we're seeing mainly is around enterprise architecture. So those are,
0: those are around systems that actually run across the company, so like finance and human resources or back-end operating system stuff?
3: Actually, Audrey, all of the above. Okay,
1: and that's what makes it so complicated because they all got to talk to each other at some point, so right? So
0: you got so all of that.
1: That's right. So mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what you know? Listen, it'd be sort of cool if you could just lay around and just let your technology go, and you don't have to think about it.
1: If only we could. <laughs> right? If only right If like, only if it became like it, right? the phones.
0: Just set it just forget like, it. Right. Set okay, it and forget it. Okay. How often do you need to call the phone folks, right? But now. We have to pay attention to all these things. So as leaders of businesses, you have to pay attention to all these things that are happening. Mm-hmm. You can't just forget about it.
3: Oh, that, that's correct. So I think what sets Savier apart is that we can have a different conversation. And that conversation is Roy. Really, what we first do is we want to make sure that we understand that client's environment. And also, too, more importantly, what's the outcome? Where are they looking to go? What's their vision? What are some of their goals? Absolutely. Right, how right. do they align that? Uh, with their current market and their, their customers right now. So that enterprise architecture discussion, I think, is critical. And what that's going to do is it's going to deliver that balance between driving innovation through relentless uh, customer service all right, and customer focus, but also, too, it's going to really ensure a very strong alignment between the business values and your IT assets. So when you couple all that together, that's what companies are striving for. How do we get to that future state?
1: And it sounds so simple when you say it that way, but when it comes to the actual execution, it gets really tough. And I think that's what makes Xavier kind of really stand out because I know one thing we can say firsthand, like just working with you guys like on the initial concepts of our own website, you know, Keith – and right. team kind of came in there and did exactly what you just said there. They're kind of looking at, like, right. yeah, what are your current needs? But where do you think that you want this to go? What have been the challenges? Right. And so they're really trying to get, to, before even mentioning anything, but just taking really dutiful note taking. And I can see Keith's head processing this stuff, knowing that he can come up with stuff. And they come back two weeks later and, are like, this is, this is what we think is going to work for you guys. And you can, like, no, you've actually. You know, and this and our and our project is simple. You know what I'm saying. This is just a, a pretty but pretty, it's still basic he he but, actually
0: unraveled something. But, but unravels right.
1: things exactly and finds things, and then and then applying mm-hmm. a technology solution to them in order to make them all work, which is just something you just don't find at any shop. As
0: far right. as that, usually right, usually people are yeah want to sell one thing or exactly. Sell a They're like, well, we
1: got this one exactly. thing. We just kind of patch it on there and we'll customize a little bit, you know, and it'll be fine. It's like, no, 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 no. Like you guys dig way deeper than that. We think that's just it really set you guys apart.
3: Excellent. Thank you. And definitely requiring uh, the skill set to do that, it's taken some time. But uh, being able to uncover what those true requirements are takes a lot of listening, and it takes working with a client. Absolutely. By us being able to dig into some of the issues, the challenges, and get very specific on what the outcome is going to be and what, what the outcome is for that client, we're able to put together solutions that you can take to market or that you can use internally. So one of the other areas we see with challenges are just the collaboration between internal teams and also external teams. Mm -hmm. So how do we effectively communicate, if you're the client, how do we effectively communicate uh, new business models or new strategies to our end customer to help us grow our business? So we're having those types of conversations. What systems are communicating uh, between the applications and how are we driving that outcome For our clients.
1: Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So, we're talking to Dan Gribble from Savier. So glad to be hanging out with you guys today. Like I said, it's always good to have good friends and family in the studio hanging out with us. Now, what are some of the typical size of a a client that you work with? We've got a couple minutes left. Now, you work with some big guys, but you also work with small guys like us. Sure. Everything in between?
3: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We've been working with uh, customers from nonprofits all the way up to uh, enterprise size clients.
1: I know you did a, a really awesome job on the city of asylum site like their mm-hmm. their events page is just absolutely amazing it is. Isn't it great? taking something very people think oh events page is easy no, lots of complex information being neatly spaced on a page and easily to easy to access it's those types of things where some of the most simple elegant things take a lot of complicated solutions and i think you guys pulled that off Quite nicely with that. And I almost forgot to ask you guys, of course, your website. It's Saviour.com. That's right. With two yeah. Vs, of course. Two Vs. It would not It'd be Saviour without the Dexter V. And that would be completely wrong. That would be something completely on its own that we wouldn't even need to talk about because it's all about Savier. That's so right. Dan, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Thank you it. so
3: much. Absolutely. Sure. And welcome back.
1: And welcome back to Pittsburgh. We're glad you're in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Not just kind of living here, but working here, too.
3: Excellent. Appreciate being here. Cool, thanks, cool guys. stuff. Hey, we're taking
1: a quick break. We're coming back with more Tech Vibe Radio, I swear. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
0: And this is Audrey Russo. And
1: Audrey, for like 36 years now, Pittsburgh Technology Council, doing what we do. I don't know where the time's gone. We're now camped out on the north side over in Nova Place. <laughs> so it's so like exciting. Council 2.0. It's
0: so exciting. I love
1: it. Learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. So glad you're spending your evening here with us on Tech Vibe Radio. And Audrey, we always have some of the best and brightest guests stop back.
0: Yes, the tech it's radio. so great to have yeah.
1: them back in the show. And, and we have with us
2: Amy Halter from Axion Labs.
1: Amy, thanks for stopping out and hanging out with us because you guys are like, it's like a repeat performance for Axion Labs. We're glad to have you here.
2: Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here.
1: Very, very cool stuff. So first off, our listeners just need to know about Axion Labs. You guys are a really cool company. You solved some pretty tough problems. Just give us a little overview about what Axion is all about.
2: Sure. Axion is a technology services corporation. We have our roots here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but we're a global company with offices in Singapore, Malaysia, India, the UK, and Canada. And we help our clients solve their technology problems. So whether they need just a single person like a Java developer or whether they need help with a digital transformation project, and bringing old databases to new technologies. Like I said, we tricky, tricky
1: problems. Yes. And you guys make that stuff happen. And what's your role with the company?
2: I oversee operations and human resources. Fantastic. A little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah that's everything, right? It sure is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's do a little dive in terms of what's coming up. Talk about what's coming up in the next couple of months.
2: So one of the things we're most excited about is our Global Innovation Summit. Um, it is our sixth annual summit, and we're doing it in Goa, India in March of 2019. That's so, pretty cool. It's very exciting.
1: Are you going to Goa?
2: Um, I hope to go to <laughs> Goa this year. I'm sorting some things out personally, but I was fortunate enough to attend last year. Uh, and, and so so amazing. talk
0: about this a little bit, because I think this will give people a flavor yeah. for what kind of company you are.
2: Sure. So again, we are a technology company. So we invite our past customers, our current customers, our prospective customers, um, everyone involved in the technology space to join us in Goa. And we will have a full two days uh, speaking about technology, um, emerging trends in technology, how you can apply AI and machine learning to your business, um, advances in UX designs, uh, comparing cloud platforms. Um, best practices for SaaS transformation. So lots of different things that our customers are hearing the buzzwords mm-hmm. but might not know exactly how they can use it. Exactly. So is this sort of like
0: a an opportunity for a whole bunch of rapid-fire talks, for some collaboration? What sort of describe it? Because sure. all I keep thinking about are the white sands of the Goa beaches.
2: <laughs> Certainly, they can be fun to visit, and, and guess we'll get that opportunity as right. well. <laughs> but um, from what time
1: to what time? <laughs> and then it's all about AI, right? Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we um, do the full two days, and we keep it to about a one-hour session on each topic. Um, we offer customer panels so our customers can talk about their pain points, um, their opportunities, and their challenges. Our um, team will speak about some of our IP. They'll speak about all these topics that I mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Um, And even some of our customers this year are going to be presenters on what they have um, experienced in their technology world.
1: And what better way to do that than to actually have your customers up there talking about how you help them navigate these really tricky issues and problems and put a solution towards it?
2: absolutely I mean,
1: it's like right there right then they can and they can then answer the questions like this is how it worked for us
2: yeah and then the the beauty of it is we have these sessions but then there's opportunities to talk one-on-one um, our CEO our CTO mm-hmm. all of those people will be there and the customers can interact directly with them and then there's opportunities to go and visit our dev centers that we have out there in India as well oh,
0: that's that's a good opportunity Very it cool. is interesting though because as I think about 2019 and all the different applications. So you have all this automation, you have you know this whole thing about AI and blockchain, and many people are walking around trying to figure out how does that even apply to my world? Or am I just becoming an early adopter, should I wait?
2: Exactly, exactly, and that's where we can help. We have centers of excellence um, that are focused on these different technology areas, and we're constantly learning. One of our values is lifelong learning. So keep learning about technology. Keep seeing how these leading edge and emerging technologies can be an influence and how our team as a think tank can help our customers really kind of drive their innovation forward. Very, Mm -hmm. very
1: cool. So, I mean, your customers are around the world, I assume. Absolutely. Many here in Pittsburgh. So the idea then getting these worldwide companies that you've worked with Mm -hmm. over the past year, you bring them to go to India. What's the website for us to learn more about this? Where can we go and, and check out all So the it's going
2: on? to be a link from our Axion Labs website, Absolutely. which is accionlabs.com. Excellent. That's axionlabs.com yeah. And
1: just look for the, the Global Innovation Summit link on there.
2: Absolutely. And you can
1: get right in there and really get some of these details on it. Because I want our listeners to so, know that they can go there as they're listening now and start, start checking it out. Mm-hmm.
0: And are there any kind of white papers or anything out there that can sort of help people facilitate their engagement
2: on this? Um, we don't have any white papers on this just yet, okay. but we do have a lot of collateral. We have information on what was covered last year. We great. have great. slide decks That's from great. what perfect. was covered last That's year. perfect. So we'd so be happy to share it, that right. and so that people can really understand the value of the summit as well.
1: Very, mm-hmm. very cool so how many people do you usually expect to come to this thing and, and hang out with you guys and, and start learning and engaging?
2: You know, including our employees, yeah. we have about 250 people attend each year. Fantastic. So it's a big That's event. Nice. That's it's nice. And a representation of about 30 to 50 customers worldwide and multiple people from each of those customers. Very, and so cool.
0: Axion Labs locally, just so people are listening, talk about Axion Labs locally.
2: Axion Labs locally is uh, pretty exciting right now. We are growing Um if you've looked at any job boards lately, we're constantly hiring. Okay. What are you um, looking for? We uh, Everything from the technology sector to recruiting to sales, um, even some operations team members as really? well. So really? a little bit of everything here in Pittsburgh. And where are
0: you located exactly?
2: We're in Bridgeville right yep. off of uh, the Heidelberg exit of 79.
1: The last time you guys were on the show, we talked all about your new space. Really cool space. You guys just moved into it. And then I guess we're probably all, it's all broken in by now, feeling pretty good, and, and it's, it's meeting your needs?
2: It sure is. So Room for Growth, um, we've been speaking with some different uh, companies who are also looking to move to the Pittsburgh area. And that's a really exciting thing because we huh. have some space to help them get started oh, uh, in bringing their, cool. their technologists to our office and giving them a secure area to start oh, awesome. building their company from.
0: That's great. You guys have been good citizens of the region. Oh, absolutely. And so you're recruiting. You've got global customers. So if you're working in Pittsburgh, you're working with customers from all over the world? You sure are. Oh, that's interesting.
1: you got to go, and gotta, obviously, axionlabs.com. You go there. You can check out all the job opportunities that are spinning up there as well, too. Now, I need to switch gears a little bit. I just want to revisit some of the key details of what's going on in Goa. I just want to say that twice. So. <laughs> Couldn't resist myself. Give us give us the, the dates and all that kind of good stuff again.
2: Sure, it's March fourteenth to sixteenth, okay, uh, two thousand nineteen. Again in Goa, India, and um, we'll have various events. There'll be cultural experiences. There's yeah. yoga at the beach. There's yoga at the beach. These innovation <laughs> sessions, and then opportunities to visit our dev centers. Excellent.
1: As well. Now, as far as if you go to register for that online, as far as like, do you have links in order to to accommodate air travel and all the logistics to
2: so logistics, in we tend to do things on a little bit more of a personal basis okay. because a lot of people, this will be their first time traveling exactly. to India and at that traveling to go. And it's just a little bit uh, more involved. And so we go through and we meet with the customers individually on uh, passport and visa requirements. Immunizations that they may want to get, all of those types of things. All
1: to make it a good, fun, safe trip that's seamless and great to get to, as far yes. as I can. Have you guys considered doing something, something like, like this in the States you know, at some point? We or another.
2: are talking yeah. about Maybe like in Pittsburgh
1: an, or something like that. Yeah, We're
2: talking about launching our stateside innovation summits in the fall of 2019. Okay. Here in Pittsburgh will be the start, and hopefully we'll get everybody out to a Pirates game at that one too.
1: <laughs> Very cool, because I think because you know, a lot of people like locally might be like, I can't get to India this time, and maybe marking it for next year. But also wondering, obviously, you're a Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh company, working with lots of other Pittsburgh companies. They'd probably really be interested in being able to maybe go to, yeah, go to a Pirates game and get some cool information and, and kind of learn about some of the top things that you guys are solving out there. As
2: far Absolutely. As and I think Pittsburgh as a technology center is starting to be recognized around the world and around the nation. And are you hearing that? I am hearing that. I'm hearing it from our customers. I'm hearing it from my neighbors in my neighborhood you Know that they... they're knocking over the fence. Hey, yeah, at one Amy. point they were driving, hey. they're true. they were hey, driving true? through, not knowing where they wanted to be. And and found Do you have, like Pittsburgh. a sign in your yard, it's yeah. true, Pittsburgh's a Pittsburgh. technology <laughs> town.
0: <laughs> Move to Pittsburgh, yeah.
2: it's true, it is true, it's very true, and it's exciting. And it's you well, know, a thank lot you. thanks to the PTC. Well, no,
0: thank you for your leadership on yeah. all this. It takes everyone to make this stuff happen. Oh, without a but doubt, you're a good champion. Yeah. It's thank
1: like, you. I mean, exxon has been one of those kind of key companies, you guys have been out there. I mean, I remember. I remember when, when Kinesh first kind of started this thing up when he joined the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You do? You remember yes. That? Oh, so my, my one Kinesh story is I remember he was telling me about taking his kids to a splash park that was like in Ohio. And I was like, Kinesh is like a good dude because, like, here's a guy oh, that's up like, building live in his- yeah, They have that exactly." And it was just he was talking about his kids. I knew this guy loves his kids and he loves his company and the way he's been yeah, growing it he's here a in sweet Pittsburgh, man. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's just doing like a fantastic job. So we just got a couple minutes left. So, what? What are some of the key things you see kind of driving growth in the Pittsburgh office? Any particular any types of projects you're seeing more of or less of that you think are you really know is.
2: Digital transformation continues to be a big one, um, especially in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has some old roots as far as the companies are concerned. They've been around for a while. They're working on old technologies, and they need to figure out how to move to the newer technologies in order to stay relevant. Um, So we're seeing a lot of digital transformation. And, again, all these companies that are working towards the AI, machine learning um, factor, the Ubers of the world, those types of things are really, really starting to take off. Um and then looking at the conversational UI as well Perfect. is another oh, big one. Okay. How can users interact better throughout yeah. their websites?
1: Super, super cool. That's great. Amy Halter, Axion Thanks, Labs, Amy. Goa India. Connect all those dots, and there's an innovation conference going on in March. So keep your dial tuned. Keep your dial tuned right here to TechVibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And
0: this is Audrey Russo. Audrey
1: the last time I checked for thirty six years, the Pittsburgh Technology Council's been trying to help companies like Axion do what they do. Yeah. So learn more about us org. So, Audrey, anytime I go out to eat and you see like a giant salad bar somewhere, you know, there's a lot of crazy things that can go wrong with a salad bar when you're out there. Well,
0: you never eat from a salad no, bar.
1: No, it scares me, but I'm scared less because there's technologies that make sure salad bars and things like that are safe.
0: Well, let's really dive into this because of is it partially your OCD that's talking right now?
1: I don't know. I, I think maybe my OCD will be confirmed as being like true. Oh. And, and and the fact... spoken
0: by a true OCD
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, I've really been pumped actually to get these folks on. They were are actually neighbors of ours for a little while when we were in our right. in our, our, temporary our temporary space. space. Yep. We got our, our friends from Gleason Technologies here. Introduce yourselves, would you please?
4: Hi, I'm Nick Watson from Gleason Technology. I'm the Vice President of Technology.
1: Nick, glad you're here. And uh, Brian Rosen, uh, President
0: of uh, Gleason Technology. So great to talk to you guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for having for us for coming with us. So give, give us an overview of why this started and what you're doing. So, um, yeah, we, we started this process
5: and this, this application um, uh, back in, uh, we're an insurance-related product originally, and our first product was a premises inspection program. And what we wanted to do was help our clients, which happened to be retail food establishments, primarily grocery store operators, we wanted to help them with their number one risk problem, which was slip and fall claims. And um, what we enabled them to do was uh, electronically inspect their premises where we could identify and prove that they were in each aisle and each location. And what that enabled them to do was have what's called evidence of reasonable care, and it enabled them to reduce both frequency of these incidents because they're picking stuff up off the floor as they walk around, as well as um, the severity of those incidents, Okay. And the ultimate goal for them is a lot of them were uh, self-insured to some extent. They're saving their own money, mm-hmm. and it helped them with their insurance as well. And we actually have insurance partners that we work with now, oh, carriers, cool. who will give discounts and look favorably upon clients who use our program.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
5: So that's that's the beginning of where we got and uh, where we've, we're now headed right. is is in this direction of, of – um, taking that inspection, and, and we've become a, a single platform for everything inspected mm-hmm. in, in that retail food environment, which is our niche, and it's expanded to food safety inspections, yeah. temperature inspections. We've integrated different types of, of hardware that we can use, uh, proprietary thermometers. Um, sensors can be integrated. Mm-hmm. So, as you mentioned, your fear of, of salad bars, we have the ability to— Those are the now, front lines
1: of where the stuff goes wrong, and you guys keep that from happening.
5: We do. So we can now let you know that every time you eat at that salad bar, hopefully every salad bar one day will have our, right. our risk limit or platform, um, you'll be able to know that somebody routinely checked the temperature of that, you know, product at the salad bar and it was always in range.
0: So let's now talk about the tech in it. Talk about the technology and how that works a little bit. Of course, don't give away your secret sauce.
1: Sure. So unless the sauce is at the right temperature. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: So, all of our inspections. He's a clown. Wow.
1: He's a clown. (laughs) Couldn't resist.
4: (laughs) All of our inspections are done on mobile devices, either iOS or Android devices. Uh, Download the app. Uh, We set up the inspections within our cloud based system. It's pretty simple. They walk around the store and we'll use what we call location identifiers. They could be NFC tags, they could be QR codes, they could be Bluetooth beacons, Uh, they could even, in some cases, be geolocation. Um, and when you hit that location, it comes up wh- and tells you. Questions come up and it prompts you to, to do something. So, like,
0: what kind of questions? What's the what's the hierarchy like in the workflow?
4: Sure. So let's say I'm at a salad bar, right? And I'm um, standing in front of the mac and cheese. It would say, <laughs> "Of course hey, you are." Yeah, so I love <laughs> mac and cheese, right? It looks <laughs>
1: delicious, but is it the right temperature?
4: Got to be in the right temperature. So it'll prompt you to take the temperature of uh, the manually mac and cheese
0: take the temperature.
4: With our Yes, proprietary exactly. Bluetooth probe, um, so which you, we so have. You oh, a, you have your your own, own probe. Yeah, we have okay. our own probe. It's and and we've built it to be extremely rugged. It's it's made out of aluminum.
1: You were telling me about this when we were before yeah. the show. Wow. That, like, okay. People are rough on these things because it's a lot of work going on yeah. when you're taking. Yeah. One yeah. of
5: the things we've learned over the years that um, the the retail food environment, whether it's a, a supermarket, whether it's a restaurant, they're fairly harsh on. On, on electronics and hardware. Definitely. So we <laughs> threw in we threw in the towel and said we're going to need to make this for ourselves. And we have a partner engineering partner that manufactures this, oh, this that's thermometer. Great. And what's unique about it? It's it's Bluetooth. It, it operates on on the most recent versions of Bluetooth, which <laughs> means it's extremely efficient. Uh, it's dual. It's a dual thermometer. It okay. has infrared and a thermocouple. Whoa. So you can do it, you know, you can take temperatures.
0: Okay, so, so you can so like now, hover above
1: it and get the temperature or stick absolutely. it right into the heart of the yep. mac and cheese and it says this stuff is two hundred degrees. Yep. It's good exactly. to go. How exactly. much
0: how much temperature should a mac and cheese be?
5: Depends if it's the hot mac and cheese, one forty one or higher. The cold Whoa. macaroni salad would be uh forty one or below. Wow.
0: Really? Aren't you a walking book yeah, of knowledge? That's, he, he's been doing this. <laughs>
1: Now I'm just getting <laughs> hungry for some mac and cheese. Wow,
0: I'm never inviting you over for dinner. <laughs>
1: exactly. I bring my thermometer with me. <laughs> exactly.
4: And my smart device. You've got a little holster for yeah. it. Got to test the food before we eat, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really. What are some of
0: the dangers, though? Like with the hot mac and cheese, for example. Uh, the,
5: the, the dangers for, for, the, for the customer and the, the dangers is that, that that product falls below that, that standard temperature that it, it needs to right. be maintained for a period of time. Now. If it falls below for a short period of time, nobody has to go into panic mode um okay. there there's actually a a process called time as temperature control and mm-hmm. and 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 all of these regulations are are really also driven by counties, local municipalities right so in that situation, it can be out for up to four hours without having to check the temperature wow. Meaning if it does go out of range during that time no need to panic, but you still want to you know make sure that it's not going to but we have an application that that Nick's been been building called a, a new kitchen application, and um, we're going to be the first ones that we know of that allow us to do uh, time as temperature control electronically. Huh. Wow. Okay. Where people can put that mac and cheese out and don't have to temp it for for four hours. They temp it when they put it out, and then, and then if it runway. doesn't get right. used up in that four hours, you pick it and you throw it away. That's so, the regulation. so is
0: any of this for home use? <clears throat>
5: I use my thermometer and my mobile app all the time at I was home. I say. I keep it in the kitchen if yeah. we're cooking. Can I
0: buy one for Jonathan for a present? A hundred percent you can.
1: Oh, deal. Let's but make Nick, this happen. Nick, you got to go through Nick. <laughs> we'll go through Nick. Don't worry. <laughs> no. Yeah, He'll take so, your credit card after the show. Don't worry. The, you so can I test get,
0: all the
5: salad
4: boards. No,
0: exactly. so no no, he's so going to be checking everything.
1: I'll go around Poking. I we, want the infrared one so I can just hover it. I don't actually have to put it into the food, right? If I use when infrared, I'm cooking
5: at home, I use the thermo. The thermo. Do you? Yeah. yeah, I'll use it if we're cooking, especially if we're cooking like chicken. Um, you want to make sure, a little bit yeah. More uh, sensitive, uh, you know, because you don't want you can have your steak rare, but you you just can't you have can't your have chicken, chicken rare. rare no. Last
1: time I checked, no. No,
5: chicken rare is not good. No. Um, <laughs> wow. So part of this this kitchen app that that Nick's been really working yeah. on lately has, um, so it's two main features: that time is temperature control, and we're also Uh, a a process that a lot of places, restaurants, and, and supermarkets now, whoever's making prepared foods and then breaks that food down, it's called a cooling log. So by they have to actually cook it to a certain temp, and then once it starts at 135, they have a certain period of time to cool that down to 41 degrees. and They need to get there in a certain time. And if they don't, then they have to reheat it and start over, and we allow them to track that whole process.
0: So you can't just stick it in the freezer like I do. Well, we do, but you should,
4: correct. <laughs> yeah, So, and what's great about our product is is we, we integrated sensor technology. in it. So what you do is when you're ready to cool that product down, you take it off the stove, you place the sensor into whatever you're temping, you you put it in, into your cooler, and you walk away. And so you can it, set it and forget it. Set it yeah, and forget it, for, exactly. It. Yeah, and that's actually- it will monitor the different phases of the, 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 uh, the cool. So, for example, it has an unlimited amount of time to get to 135 degrees. And then once it hits 135 degrees, you have two hours to get it to 70 degrees. And our app is constantly monitoring that temperature every five minutes. And if it determines at any point in time, uh, using some predictive analytics, that it's not going to make uh, 70 degrees in two hours, it'll alert that person, hey, your product's not going to make
5: 70 degrees in two hours. So,
0: so how, does it, how do you create that accelerated temperature drop?
5: Well, they put what the what the retailers or, or the, the the cooking environments they, they have uh, two things. They'll put it in either a, a really 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 cold walk-in freezer, or they'll put it in a blast chiller, and a right. blast chiller will accelerate that.
0: Do you um, have one of those in your house? I
5: do not have a blast. Yeah, chiller. unfortunately, no, actually, most I of do. us don't.
1: It's called my basement yeah. <laughs> at, yeah. this, at this time of year. It's a blast chiller. <laughs> it's a selling feature for the home. Yeah.
5: So th- this this fully automated uh, uh, concept where you put the sensor in and Set it and forget it, walk away. Right, right, right. Um, it's going to help all these these uh, um, retailers or, or the restaurants or, or supermarkets uh, help on some labor costs so that okay. you don't have to continuously go back and forth and check the temperature.
1: Sure. Just reminding our listeners, we're talking to Gleason Technologies. We have Brian and Nick here. If you want to learn more about this, where can they go and check this stuff out? What's your, what's your website?
4: Our website is risklimiter.com. I like that.
1: I mean, if you go there, I mean, like, seriously, like, any restaurant can go and check this stuff up. I mean, how are people finding this? How are you getting this out into the marketplace?
5: Well, um, word of mouth, a lot. You know, we have a a great sales team who uh, actually, some of them come from uh, uh, other industries where they were calling on the food industry. Um, We have great clients that use this product, and you'd be surprised. uh, People walk into our clients and see it every day, and we're getting calls every day from somebody who— Oh, I saw it at this client. I saw so it at this great. client. Can we come out? And we have uh, relationships with a number of uh, uh, associations, uh, New York City uh, Hospitality ah. uh, Alliance, which uh, Very cool. has that's 2, a good one. restaurant members. Yeah, numbers. that's great. So um, it's spreading like wildfire. That's what I want to
1: hear. Listen, I mean,
0: we're excited by that. I'm I, really excited. Yeah. I think you've solved a problem that, while it might not seem sexy, it's certainly critical. I Beyond mean, critical. I mean, in terms of food yeah. safety just in general and all the amount of recalls that people have i think it's it, it's made us a little bit more aware that we need to be conscious of this and there's going to be definitely a fallout i think if we don't start to solve these problems
5: yeah and it's it's really it's amazing it, it's uh the interest level is growing all the time uh what even though we said you know paper and pencil were our our uh, biggest competitors people are really starting to realize that it's sure. today and age of of technology and and when you can apply something technology right. to something like this now it's something you
1: need That's to do. That's great. So Thank go to you. risklimiter.com and check this out. Cool local company using advanced technologies to keep your food safe. I want a list offline of all the restaurants that you guys are in locally so I know when I go there I got nothing to worry about. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Super hard Thank problems you. to solve and you guys are nailing it. Very, very cool. Thank, Thank you so Thank you. much for Thank being here. Thank you guys. With us. We're taking a quick break. Actually, we're not taking a quick break. It's our last segment of the day. I get oh, so no. excited about tech vibe. I'm this like, there's, there's more to come. So tune in next week for more tech vibe. We've got great guests like Listen here stopping by every week, making Pittsburgh proud. Guys, thanks again for stopping by the show. Thank you. Thank you. And learn more about us by going to pghtech.org. This is Jonathan Kirsting.
0: And this is Audrey Russo. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.